Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? (laughs) We made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Side hustles are on the rise. According to a recent survey, as many as one in four Americans are planning on starting a side hustle in 2021. On top of the 34% of people who have already started a side hustle venture this year. But starting a side hustle while working a nine to five isn't easy. It takes determination, drive, and passion, which is something that today's work party guest, Samara Walker, knows a thing or two about. Samara started the luxury nail polish brand Ought Be while working full-time as a senior financial analyst at Amazon after noticing that women of color aren't often represented within luxury beauty. And thankfully, major retailers have taken notice too. Earlier this year, Ought Be launched at Nordstrom, becoming the first Black-owned polish brand to be sold by the retailer, which is absolutely incredible. Needless to say, I can't wait to talk to Samara all about how she went from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and how she's pushing the boundaries within the beauty industry. So welcome back to the show, Samara. We're so excited to have you. I want to take a moment just to kind of go back to the first idea you had to launch a luxury nail polish brand. What inspired you to launch Ought Be and pursue this path? Yeah, well, thank you first off and foremost for having me. I'm super excited. And what really inspired me to launch Ought to Be was really seeing 
that the multifaceted consumer was not captured within luxury, clean beauty luxury, first and foremost. And I was really inspired because my mother growing up, she was a single parent. And now what we call health and wellness today, doing her nails, that was her health and wellness. And I really appreciated at that time, seeing her taking the time to paint her nails and really thought like, what if I can recreate this experience for all women, right? It's not just women of color. It's not just like single moms. It's for everyone. Like everyone loves getting their nails done. And I think what's most important is we forget the essence of luxury, clean beauty. Right. And there's a whole stigma in the market that vegan products are dull, vegan products are boring. They're not fashion for, they're not like your Sephora girl, your Nita Marcus girl, but it can be that. Right. And with Auto B, we are bringing to the forefront luxury, clean beauty, fashion forward products. So not only can you keep your health in mind while you're shopping, but you also can feel connected and respected within the brand. So we talk about curating products for everyone, right? The multifaceted consumer, but keeping women of color top of mind. And what I mean by that, because I always have to explain myself, is that when we're thinking about curating products, women of color, not the afterthought, right? We're not like, let's add on four shades to be inclusive. Let's capture the untapped market, right? Let's talk about from the beginning, from A to Z, what do we need to do to make sure everyone is inclusive within our branding? So from marketing, from color selections, from our PR agency, like who are we really working with and how does this reflect all of our consumers, because at the end of the day, our goal is to be a staple brand, not a DNI pop-up brand. And what I mean, not, not like diversity initiative, not just something that's here for a stint. Like we are here to stay. We're going to be your next OPI, your next SE. Like we are claiming that spot. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I think that's really important too, is to be inclusive from the get-go. Right. What I love about your story is that you actually started Auto B while you were working full-time as a senior financial analyst at Amazon. So many of the Create and Cultivate community are in that position that you were in. They have their full-time job. They have their passion project. They don't know when to take the leap. So what made you decide to take the leap and how did you follow your passion in that way? Yeah. So let me back up to provide some insights for our listeners. So I started my career in um, health management policy. So I was always in corporate finance, but really in so healthcare sectors. And as I was starting my brand, I really wanted to navigate and move into a space where I felt like I can learn at least why I'm on my nine to five job. Right. So being a healthcare, that was awesome. That was something that I was passionate for that short time frame, Right. And then when I realized, okay, this is what I want to do full time, what do I need to do to allow myself to be in a position where not only I can get a paycheck, but I can also learn and grow why I'm in that nine to five space. And I think that's important because a lot of us just kind of sit in our careers, right? And we're like, okay, I'm going to use this paycheck to build, 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 but let's be a little bit more strategic. Maybe I just do a little quick, you know, career path change. And maybe I work for a different company. So I was in digital advertising finance. So that allowed me to see like how to market the brand, how they worked with influencers. So I was able to apply what I was learning on my nine to five to Audubon at the same time. So it was kind of like a parallel learning process, if you will, for me to grow and scale Audubon. And I kind of knew it was a time to leave Amazon and I planned, right? So I didn't just say like, okay, I'm going to just jump off the bridge and go. I literally was like, I'm going to save as much as possible. Like I was so strict with my spending, like only like gym groceries, that's it. Right. And rent. Right. So when you're strategic about, okay, this is my exit plan. I'm going to save X amount of dollars. 
This is what I'm going to do. I had interns, which are free. So interns are always great to help you while you're at your nine to five. I had contract workers. So I was working West Coast hours, even though I live in East Coast because of COVID, I never moved. So from that early morning, that's when I would have my one-on-ones with my contract workers. And then after I got off work at 8 p.m. EST, which is 5 p.m. PST, work hours there with contract workers. So it's really finding a balance that works for you but trying to leverage your nine to five to learn as well. And if that forces you to be in an uncomfortable space, like Amazon is totally different from healthcare, right? But I was like, I can still apply my analytical skills that I've learned and just step outside my comfort zone so I can learn as much as possible while I'm in the transition period because I know I'm gonna leave Amazon sooner than later. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Beta Brand. Getting back into your work routine, but not loving the uncomfortable work clothes you used to wear? Beta Brand has the pants you never realized you needed until now. Ultra comfortable dress pant yoga pants. So your routine can now include clothes with professional style and comfort. Beta Brand's just pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. They're amazing, soft and stretchy, and absolutely effortless when you're in a hurry for work. Just throw on a pair, add a cute top, and you'll be set with style and comfort for your workday. There are also tons of different styles to choose from, like straight leg, skinny, cropped, bootleg, and more, and colors like classic black to fun prints like houndstooth. And they even come in denim styles as well. I have the yoga denim straight leg for pocket in Ashbury, and trust me, they are insanely comfortable. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are so perfect for whatever you need to get done throughout your day. Whether you're sitting at your desk for eight hours, working with kids and bending and kneeling all day, or maybe you're a photographer and you need to squat to get that perfect shot. Whatever your case, you're going to look amazing and feel great doing it. And the best part of all is that they are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. So they look good all day and even travel well. Plus, they're machine washable and don't need to be ironed. I mean, amen. I personally love this brand so much. And of course, I have a discount code for you guys to get your hands on a pair for yourself. Right now, our listeners get 30% off their beta brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash party. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash party for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash party for 30% off. And now let's get back to the episode. I think that strategy is really smart using your current full-time job as, you know, it sounds like you saved a lot of money. How much money did you know how to invest in Audit B? Obviously it's a product-based business, so there's capital needs up front. So how did you approach that? Yeah. So that's an interesting question. So literally I, I funded Audibly through my paycheck through Amazon. So what I did was I have a business bank account and I rerouted direct deposit to my Audibly. So essentially it was creating a direct deposit for me to have like a budgeted cash flow. And if I just didn't have the cash to do a project, I just didn't have the cash. Like I just had to say no, but that's a way that you can allow yourself to budget. So you don't kind of get crazy. Like, okay, I'm spending all of my paycheck on my business. And That is great at certain moments. Like you need to re-up for inventory. You might need to pay for influencers. Things of that sort require a chunk of cash. But in order to strategically plan, that's what I did is I literally created a direct deposit that went to my business bank account. So every single, every time I got paid, that was the money that I automatically put aside for Audubee. So that can be tricky to be honest, because as an entrepreneurs, you spend all of your money. And I had a season where I spent all of my money and I kind of went through this learning process. Like, okay, I did that in 2018. 
So now that I'm like a little bit more mature, I grew, I learned from my mistakes. Now I'm going to strategically plan and focus on <laughs> what I need to do to not like go broke trying to build your business. Cause you, if you don't have investors, you need that liquid cash, right? So you have to think about what do I need to do to sustain myself? And a lot of founders think sleeping on people's couches and eating Starbucks and just, it's not healthy, right? Like we have to think about our health first. How are you going to be able to grow your business if you're not in a healthy mindset, physically and mentally? And I think a lot of people throw that at the window because Silicon Valley and a lot of startups glamorize that culture. But like, let's talk about mental health. That's that's not healthy, right? Like we need to find better ways to sustain ourselves and at least have a roof over your head and meals on your table while you're growing your business because that's how you're going to be fruitful. Absolutely. And Earlier this year, ought to be launched at Nordstrom, which is a huge feat, becoming the first Black-owned Polish brand to be sold by the retailer. What was the biggest challenge in getting that phone call? I'm sure it was overwhelming and exciting, but also getting all that product, hitting all those demands, and, and I'm sure stipulations that Nordstrom has. So, so what was that process like for you? Yeah, so to be completely transparent, there is a company, they're a consulting company. It's called Lafayette Road. So they reached out to me. They were doing a lot of research and work on indie brands. And they reached out to me and basically asked me, am I interested in working with retailers? They have a partnership with Nordstrom where they're trying to help small indie brands get you know vetted and make sure they have the proper tools in place to be a part of like a big retailer. So I work with them consistently, maybe like a month or two, they vetted me, making sure I have like, all the fulfillment centers in place. I had all the proper manufacturer certificates. So that was super helpful because as a small brand, you might not know the requirements, but working with them allowed me to understand what do I need, what do I need to do to prepare myself to have this conversation, even with the Nordstrom buyer, right? Because you want to be in a position where when you're having a conversation with the buyer, you already have your ducks in a row, right? You don't want to go into that meeting not knowing the lingo, not knowing what they need, because it kind of you want to be set up for success. And that allowed me to be set up for success. So when I did have a conversation with them, I was totally prepared about like what they were looking for, what they expected. But then now you get the opportunity, right? Now it's go time. And as a small brand, I didn't have EDI. So that was one thing. I had to figure out an EDI system. I had to figure out a catalog system. I had to find a fulfillment center. And as someone without investors, right? Investors also don't come with money. They come with resources and knowledge. Right. So I come from a financial background. I don't I have no experience in retail. So I had to reach out to some contacts that I had, uh, which I did. So I reached out to a few people in the industry that I know that have raised capital, that have resources like, hey, how do I even get GSI stickers? How do I even get UPC codes? Like th these are things that we don't think about because we're not ready to scale as indie brands. But when you get in those situations, I guess the best thing is like build your network, ask questions no question is a stupid question, right? Like always have some type of intimate circle or never be afraid to like step outside your comfort zone and ask things that you don't know about. So for me, it was getting a lot of processes in place and asking people, like putting myself out there, like, hey, I just got this partnership with Nordstrom. Where do I start? Can you help me? I need the resources. I don't have investors. I don't have the money. What is the best way to go about this? And my co-founder, who was my uncle actually, we rallied together our dollars, like this is what we need to do. And this is how we're going to make this work. And we, we got it done. So I really would say it's like not only just the resources and knowledge, but create some type of like create and cultivate, have a community of women. And I know we always think about as entrepreneurs or founders, like, you know, I need to talk to like Oprah Winfrey and that's great. Right. Cause she's successful, but in reality, she's so far removed from our actual everyday life 
our actual struggles that we're going through right now, you need someone who's kind of parallel. And that's important because they're going to be on the same page as you and they're going to be able to reach back because they're not 20 steps forward. Maybe they're five steps ahead, but just last year they were going through this process. So it's really near and dear to the heart. So they'll be able to give you that genuine, authentic experience and resources that you need at this moment. Yeah, I think that that's great advice. And so you mentioned, obviously, you're bootstrapped and completely self-funded. Have you thought about exploring venture capital? And if so, what would you be using the venture capital for? Yeah, so at the beginning, we were going hard (laughs) trying to raise um, capital, but we did like, we had a lot of investor meetings, but we didn't nail any investor. And I said, you know what? I don't want to get caught up in the mindset. If we don't get, if we don't raise capital, we can't grow out So I was just like, we're going to bootstrap, right? It is in our future. And next year we are going to revisit all of our conversations that we have now that we've done a little bit self growth. Uh, we'll be using the investment for, to grow our product line and also launch our mobile app, which is to help um, beauty professionals grow and scale their business. Before we get into the next topic, I want to take a moment to talk about one of today's sponsors, Con Air. It's our sponsors that help us keep the Work Party Podcast going, so we truly appreciate you supporting us and supporting them. Want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for returning to the office? The days of work from home and wearing your hair all natural have been fun, but there's something so motivating about looking and feeling your best. Con Air's all-new double ceramic waver creates such beautiful, natural-looking waves and gives me that tousled look I usually only get after leaving the salon. The Con Air double ceramic waver is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves. With instant heat up, 30 heat settings for every hair type, and turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots, it's easy to get the waves you crave. The wide range of heat options also let you customize styling for flawless results so you can be back to office beautiful with full flowing waves now. So quick and easy to create at home. You'll always be selfie ready, on the go, and off. Skip the salon and save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What's not to love? Get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for returning to the office. Truly, I can't recommend this hair tool enough. No more braiding your hair before bed and hoping things turn out okay in the morning. Conair's all-new double ceramic waver is the secret to getting those natural, tousled waves. And trust me, you won't be disappointed. Ordering this essential for beautiful bombshell waves is super easy too. To order, just go to conair.com and search waver. Now let's get back to the episode. Having gone through the fundraising process and deciding to bootstrap, what did you learn through that process? And what has been the pros and cons of bootstrapping? Yeah, so the pros are you're 100% hands-on and you have the ability to learn from the ground up. You're the accountant, you're the marketer, you're the product developer, like you're literally everything in your business. And it really gives you visibility and insight on what works for you as a founder, your strengths and your weaknesses. And then you start as you're like, actually, this is not my strength, right? This is a weakness of mine. So this is where I probably want to fulfill maybe like a contract worker or intern, but it allows you to see your business at full scale because you have your hands in the pot on everything, right? The con is you're not able to scale as quickly as you would like to, right? So we would have loved to have like all these different product variations at this point. We would have loved to be in so many more multiple, like multiple stores, but we just don't have the bandwidth. Right. So that's one of the cons is you not being able to scale as quickly as possible and the lack of resources, right? Because not only are investors money, they also come with tons of knowledge and resources because 
they've done this 10 plus times. Like this is our first time ever. So that is a huge con. You know, you have a small team, you might have burnout because you know, you only have, you only can afford three people. And even though they're the contract workers, they're working X amount of hours. Like you have to really find people that are so passionate, just as passionate as you as a founder. And that's hard. That's hard without solid pay, without six figure salaries, right? Because they have to be just as dedicated as you and who is going to be as dedicated as you as a founder that it's literally impossible, but it's not impossible, right? You just have to really put yourself out there. And there are people, uh, we have someone on our team, Renee, she reached out to me via social media two years ago and I haven't paid her yet. And she's been on this journey with us. And obviously once we get capital and all that good stuff, we'd love to pay her, bring her full time, but just basically scaling your business in all facets because you're going to lack that capital infrastructure. But it's not to say that it can't be done. You're just going to have to really be gritty and really be lean and budget and know your burn rate and all those things that come into play in order for you to grow without relying on an investor at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely at the early stage of the business, that that's kind of where, where you're at, right? Is like just hustling, finding people who believe in the vision and trying to make it happen. Of course, as you scale and grow, that becomes more challenging and definitely difficult. What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you've made and that you've learned from since launching the brand? Yeah, the biggest mistake I would say I've made is overestimating sales <laughs> and then underestimating consumers and what they want. Right. So when we first started a lot of businesses, like, okay, I'm going to order all this inventory because we're going to launch and we're going to, going to sell out all this product or we do trade shows and we buy so much product for trade shows. Like it's not only the products, but we buy like tissue paper bags, materials, flights, everything. And I think like as an indie business, as a startup founder, you have to really hone in and realize where you're at and what your capabilities are and not look at your competition and look at other vendors and other startup brands, because you kind of can get caught up in that space. And I know I was for a long time, like, Oh, well, our social media doesn't really match, you know, L'Oreal or max social media. And it's impossible. They have social media strategists. They have budget for like professional photos. And we get caught up in such the smallest things that really don't matter. Consumers don't care that your social media doesn't look like max. As long as your product is valuable, as long as you're authentic as a founder, as long as they feel like you're transparent and can go on this journey with you, they like that because it's like, wow, I was with this founder two years ago when they had nothing, when they were just posting like photos from the iPhone, when they were like, you know, doing pop-ups in their neighborhood. And now look at them, right? Now they're in all these retailers. That's what consumers like now. This is the movement that we're in is transparency. I want to know the founder. I want to know their story. Consumers are really married to the founder now and married to the products that are on the market. They're not married to Mac, right? As you can see, there's so many indie brands popping up. And I think as founders, we have to realize like we only could do what we have, right? And I always talk about like, be the best person that you can be right now. Be your best version of yourself because you're going to grow and develop over time. But don't try to go from one to 10 because you're going to miss all those phases of your life and all those phases of growth in your company that you could have learned from. So I think my business biggest mistake was trying to be like a big brand and we're a small brand and trying to scale at that capacity. We did it because then you burn out on cash, right? You're trying to match their aesthetics. You're trying to match their volume and it's just impossible, right? So now that I'm going through all these phases, I can sit here and be like, wow, right? 
failures are successes because I'm able to get on this podcast with you right now and talk about all the things that I've learned from. And if I was trying to run the rat race and not actually take the time to learn, I wouldn't have any, I wouldn't be able to share. And eventually I would fall flat on my face because I don't even know the depths of growing the brand. This podcast is brought to you by Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service that offers clothing items hand-selected by expert stylists to cater to your unique needs. Shopping for clothes can be daunting. You never know if things will fit, returns are difficult, and you don't even know what store to start with. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. I like to think of myself as being creative in a lot of ways, but when it comes to shopping for clothes, sometimes there are just too many options and not enough time in my schedule to shop, style, and sort through them all. I don't know which dress to pair with with which shoes, to pair with which bag, and I end up buying far too many options only to do more returns. In the past, I've gone shopping online or in stores and really just hope for the best. But thanks to Stitch Fix, I basically have a personal stylist now that can help me curate outfits and build my wardrobe from there. Now all I have to do is log on and they help me find the most fashion forward pieces to add to my wardrobe. Stitch Fix offers clothes hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's an easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. The best part is you can try on the pieces at home before you buy. Keep your favorites, send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. All of their pieces are so stylish and so high quality, people will literally be asking you how you upped your style game overnight. There's also no subscription required. When you sign up for Stitch Fix, you can do it once or set up automatic deliveries. You pay just $20 in styling fees for each box, and then that $20 gets credited toward pieces you keep. There are no hidden fees ever. I really want you guys to be able to wear the pieces that make you feel confident and empowered. And Stitch Fix has an exclusive offer just for our work party listeners. So get excited. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash party and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash party for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash party. All right, now let's get back to the episode. And I do think to your point, there is a massive resurgence and support and love around small businesses right now. And I think that it is the best time to launch a small business, not only from the consumer side, from the investment side, people really want to buy from, to your point, indie brands that have a story, that have a message. Obviously your product is clean, it's vegan, it's non-toxic, it's luxury. It has a lot of those things that customers are looking for, but it also has an amazing founder and story behind it. So I think that as long as the product matches up to that story, then you're in a really good position. If you could go back to the beginning of your career with the knowledge that you have now, what advice would you give yourself? I would give myself to be patient and really assess what's happening in the market and understand, you know, who our core target audience is. When we first started, um, we were trying to, like basically promote to any and everyone because we really want to build a community. But I think it's important to hold on who your core value target audience is, right? Because they're going to be your cheerleaders throughout your journey. Also understand how to budget because like I said before, I've been through this process and we went through a rebrand. So before we were called Less V Cosmetics, we had a lawyer. We tried to trademark the name. We were able to trademark a name. That's a learning lesson too. Less is obviously a crowded space. There's a lot of brands named Less, right? And if you want to grow your brand to be the next like L'Oreal, right? You need to make sure you have a unique, what they call arbitrary name. 
Um, so that was part of the learning process as well. And go through programs like we I've done accelerated programs, but I wish I would have done this from the beginning. I didn't do this until after I learned about all these hiccups. Like, you know what? I really wasn't. I was just sitting in my room by myself trying to be a founder. And that doesn't work. You need to like have resources, go through programs, get mentors. Um, and I wish I would have done all those things early on. But needless to say, it was all a learning process because now I'm here. So I just think you just have to be patient and tap into your resources and step outside your comfort zone, be vulnerable, right? Vulnerability is important and you don't know what you don't know. And people think they know a lot and you realize you don't know anything <laughs> about being, we weren't born to be founders, right? Some people have leadership skills and that's great, but you aren't born to be a founder. This is something that you learn and you go through over time. You build these strengths and you learn your weaknesses throughout the process. So I don't think I have one particular thing. I have like a laundry list. But I would say the most important thing is be patient, be vulnerable and reach out and step outside your comfort zone, resources, network, resources, network, because this is how I've gotten this far is between those, all those four things. Hey, Work Party listeners, today's episode is brought to you by Armchair Expert, a weekly Spotify exclusive podcast that explores the messiness of being human through honest and raw conversations. On Mondays and Thursdays, hosts Dak Shepard and Monica Padman create a space for their accomplished guests to share real, personal, and enlightening stories. You'll hear from a variety of inspiring thought leaders, including Hollywood stars, musicians, professional athletes, award-winning scientists, authors, and more. Armchair Expert has become one of the biggest podcasts out there right now with an estimated monthly listenership of more than 20 million people. Shepard and Padman have hosted iconic guests such as Jane Goodall, John Legend, Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton, and more. Both Dax and Monica are endlessly fascinated by what it means to be human and bring on guests who are vulnerable and open when it comes to talking about their struggles and shortcomings. Each week, you can expect to take a deep dive into the beautiful stories that have led each of these successful people to where they are now. As an entrepreneur myself, I find listening to each of these stories to be so inspiring and invigorating. Each story has a different lesson to be learned and the challenges and setbacks in these stories ultimately lead to growth and empowerment of each individual, which is something I think we can all relate to in our own lives. I also love how different every story is from the next. There is no shortage of information to be learned and knowledge to be gained. I find that the best time to listen is in the morning before work, at least for me. I grab a coffee, I go on a walk around my neighborhood, put on my AirPods, and I feel like it truly sets the tone for the day. To start listening, simply download the Spotify app, sign up for free, and search for Armchair Expert to start listening. Listen to Armchair Expert for free now only on Spotify. All right, let's get back to the episode. I appreciate you sharing the story about the trademark because that's such a crucial area that people often overlook. And then luckily for you, you figured it out at the very beginning, because I think a lot of people learn it down the line once they've already established themselves, which is really rough. Yeah. And it's definitely something you don't want to go through. So that is really amazing advice. So what's next for you and ought to be like, what's your vision for the brand moving forward? Any exciting news on the horizon? Yeah. So our vision for the brand moving forward is to expand in our product category. So we're looking to expand early 2022 to add an additional product. So stay tuned. And we're also looking forward to launching our app to help beauty professionals grow and scale their business. So it'll be a twofold. They'll get the for tools, um, marketing tools. They'll get an app to learn how to grow and scale their business, but also they'll be able to use awesome ought to be pro products. Um, so they get great quality products and they can provide great quality services to their customers. And we always talk about going beyond the bottle. As a nail polish brand, people just look at us like, oh, it's a nail polish brand, it's in Nordstrom, it's in Sephora or wherever, right? But we're bigger than just our products, right? So 
I come from a corporate background, being in finance, being of color, being from Boston, I will say, uh, it's not diverse at all. So you're sitting in these rooms with maybe white men or white women. You're basically carrying the weight of every other black woman that comes after you, right? And that's a lot of weight to being in corporate America. And I am not every other black woman, right? I don't set the tone, but you feel you carry that weight of setting the tone. And I really want to create, ought to be more than just the polishes, more than just the product, is creating a work environment where people can come and show up to work and be their best selves. They can be a startup where they can be creative. They can wear their hair curly, they can wear an afro, they can literally be their true authentic self. And I think we lack, we lack a lot of that in a startup space because it's built off one culture, startups, right? Um, so I really want to create a place where people can come and show up to work and be their best selves because that is the bigger picture, right? Creating a company where people can be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. So that's what, I, what I'm really looking forward to on top of continuing to scale the brand product-wise, but also building a team where people feel happy and they can show up to work. And I can't, I can't really like elaborate anymore on how like fruitful it is for me to wake up every morning and do something that I love and not be judged by the way I look or not wear my whole culture on my shoulder because we are individuals all of ourselves. So that's really something I'm looking forward to. And I hope that as I continue to build the team that people love working for R2B and it's a startup where you work hard, but you also can be your true, your true authentic self. Yeah, I love that. I love that as a goal for you. And um, so excited about all of your successes. It's really cool to see what you will do next. We're going to wrap with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Okay. The best career advice I've ever received. The best career advice I've ever received is dream dreams are real, but the hustle sold separately. My number one money tip for entrepreneurs is save aggressively. Save as if your life depended on it. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> a beauty entrepreneur I admire. Oh my God. So I admire a lot of beauty entrepreneurs and this was so hard thinking about this. I really admire Melissa Butler from the lip bar. Mm. I really admire yeah. her. She's doing an incredible job. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. To be successful, you need to be, you need to be raw, real and unapologetic. Absolutely. Well, can you tell everyone where they can shop ought to be and follow you on social? Yeah, you can shop ought to be at www.audibeauty.com and all of our social media handles are Audibee Beauty. Amazing. Well, thank you, Samara. So good chatting. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so good chatting with you as well. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow The Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoy today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. And if you're interested in creating your own podcast or want to know the ins and outs of the business of podcasting, we've teamed up with the Lady Gang to bring you the Pod Class, a comprehensive guide that covers everything from planning your content to sourcing guests to becoming your own in-house producer and so, so, so much more. All are available for purchase on the Create and Cultivate website now. That's createcultivate.com. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.